everyone, and welcome to Emerging Trends in Higher Ed. My name is Samantha Wilcox, and I am your moderator for this podcast series. Joining us today is Dr. Darren Adamson, the chair of the Department of Marriage and Family Sciences in NCU School of Social and Behavioral Sciences. Thanks for joining us today, Darren. My pleasure, Sam. Glad to be here. Well, Dr. Adamson is here to discuss creating connection in an online educational world. Let's get started. So, Dr. Adamson, what constitutes human connection? Well, I think the bottom line relative to that particular question, uh, Sam, is human connection is the emotional connection between two human beings, that compelling sense of somehow we relate to one another, whether that relating is around a particular idea or philosophy, whether that relating happens to be around more tender emotions like a romantic connection or relationship, but it's that intimacy produced by having something in common, some idea that we talk about, some uh, thing that we agree about, some concept that we really get excited about together and we can talk about it. So there's uh, emotional connection. There's Also connection between two human beings intellectually. There's connection spiritually. There is also connection uh, physically. Uh, Some of the connection that occurs in sports, for example, that connection of being both in a, maybe it's a contact sport, so there's some physical connection or interaction. Maybe it's that whole notion of a team, that that team has something in common. They're all working toward the same outcome. The same could be said about the connections that occur between staff and faculty in an online educational world or in education in general, that we have a particular outcome that we're all working toward together. That common whatever it is, that common thing creates a connection between the humans invested or involved in that process. Now, what are the traditional methods of connection that have worked historically? I think many connections historically have been made around um, we're all part of, for example, we're all part of the same racial or ethnic background. That's a that's a larger connection. I think there are connections that have worked historically related to or methods of connection that have worked historically related to, say, um, we have a common goal like, uh, let me think of a good example. We have a common goal of raising the um, standard of living with, within a particular community. Those people that are, have, have uh, committed themselves to doing that have a connection around that. I think that's one. I think other traditional methods of connection in the past, unfortunately, some have been around conquest of another country or conquest of a particular uh, geographic location or geographic uh, land mass. Uh, The other methods of connection have been more personal, and that would be between two human beings that, if you will, create an emotional connection that leads to then a family. And that family creates the basis of almost every civilization that family creates the at least the starting point of connection uh, for uh, humans and then those connections if they're 
solid, if those connections are secure, then that helps that person, that person that grows up in a family with secure connections or secure uh, attachments, then can go out and create connections with other people in the world. So really the primary traditional method in answer to your question, Sam, is that connection between two humans that want to form a family, want to form even, um, we could say a pseudo family, like for example, somebody that has a cause and then they bring those people into that cause because they share a particular affinity or passion for that cause. That's a connection that is very similar to that basic connection of two human beings wanting then to create a family or a, a bond that creates wider connections within that family. Now, shifting to one of our passions, um, education, um, how has the growth of online education impacted students' ability to connect in meaningful ways? I think to answer that question, we can look at it a little bit wider in terms of how has internet, social media, that, that ability to interact virtually, how has that impacted humans' ability to connect in a meaningful way? And then we can talk about education in particular. I think there are some who would argue that the move to a more virtual kind of interacting among humans has actually very negatively impacted people's ability to connect. And that may be true for some people. I suppose that could be true. I think the, the one way of looking at that from a negative perspective is that people tend to interact more anonymously. Uh, they, as they're interacting anonymously, perhaps that interaction can become something that it typically wouldn't if you were sitting in the same room with the individual. It may become more aggressive. It may become mean or meaner. It may become, uh, because of the anonymous nature of it, it may be that the person expresses her or himself in a way that they wouldn't if it were live communication. So that's possibly one way that it's been impacted negatively. I think the one way I like to look at the, the general sense of moving into virtual interaction is it also provides an opportunity for people to interact more regularly so even though it is virtual, they can, they can interact more regularly. For example, my wife and I, we have six children with their spouses and our grandchildren living all over uh, the United States, none of them living within a 10-hour drive of where we live, which is kind of sad in a way in that we don't interact with our grandchildren frequently in the same physical space, but we interact with them very regularly in that virtual world. So I don't need to send a, a letter to my grandchild like in the past and then wait for a letter to come back. I can text and say, hey, I'd like to jump on Zoom with you. Let's have a conversation. I wanted to talk to you about something. And we can immediately connect in that way, which has become a very meaningful interaction uh, or a meaningful way of interacting, at least within our family. I want to come back to the specific question of the growth of online education and how that may have impacted students' ability to connect in meaningful ways. I think if you look at it from the negative side, some might say again that online education really can't create the same opportunity to interact or opportunity to connect that more traditional in the classroom education can. 
I like to take away that comparison. What happens in, an, in a traditional setting is great. And those who prefer a traditional setting, that's fantastic. And that can work for a lot of people. And they have that opportunity to interact in the same classroom or interact when they're walking down the hall in the same hallway. I believe that it's not a matter of good and bad or better and worse. I don't think we need to make that comparison. Online education has impacted students' ability to connect in meaningful ways by providing more opportunity to connect. Uh, for example, uh, many online universities, including North Central, has students from all over the world, um, all over the world, speaking lots of different languages, but then coming together and speaking one common language of education, which in this case happens to be English. I can therefore, as a professor at North Central University, impact with students in lots of different countries, in lots of different parts of the United States. I can interact with them in a, uh, in a virtual, um, I can interact with them in a face-to-face -face way, like through Zoom. I can interact with them through email. I can interact with them through me sending them a video or them sending me a video or back and forth communicating asynchronously via video. I can also get into Zoom group meetings and interact with students and be able to see and feel and understand more clearly what goes on in their culture because they're living in their culture. And I get to see it in many ways. I get to visit them in their homes, virtually, of course, but I'm still able to visit them in their homes and oftentimes meet their families, meet their pets, meet uh, the people that are important to them. Uh, it has created opportunities for connecting with them in ways that what that just simply weren't possible in a more traditional setting because everyone in that traditional setting is there in the same physical space. With students at North Central, they are in their own communities. They are in their own cultures. They're experiencing life in their culture. And I get to be invited in, in ways into their culture. Those connections are very meaningful. I think the other thing that online education has done is given all of us involved in it the opportunity to learn how to communicate more effectively. Because there are some obstacles to communication, I can't shake a person's hand, they can't see necessarily my body language, at least not all of my body language. Uh, and so I've had to learn to be more clear and more deliberate in the words that I use so that I can communicate the message I choose to when most of the time I only have one or possibly two channels of communication in an online setting. I, maybe I'm a glass half full kind of person, but I think that the impact for students' ability to connect through online education has actually opened up an entire new world of possibilities of connecting in meaningful ways. Absolutely. I agree. Um, now, you, you mentioned some of the impacts of online uh, connection, but what advantages does an online environment offer for human connection? Yeah, I think I, I mentioned that uh, just that there are more avenues or channels of 
interacting. I think that's one advantage. I think the other advantage clearly is learning how to communicate more effectively. Now that doesn't automatically happen, obviously. It's up to the individual that's working or going to school or interacting with family in that online environment. It's up to that individual to say, I am going to work on communicating more clearly. I'm going to work on communicating in an online environment so that the message I choose to or desire to deliver has a better chance of being delivered. I'm not going to take for granted that that person's going to understand my nonverbal communication when it's harder to interpret that through online communication. So I'm going to be more deliberate in what I say and what I do. I think the other advantage, particularly around education to online, is that people who traditionally have not been able to uh, achieve or even have access to an education, a regionally accredited U.S. education or degree, now do. Uh, They have access to that online degree, and that can change their life. And and lots of the reasons why they don't have access is because they can't move to another location to go to school, or they've made decisions in their life up to that point that have made them less um, desirable in a more traditional setting where the selection of students occurs up front. These students now can stay in their community and they can get a very well-planned, very well Uh, The curriculum is well-written, a very well-structured environment in an online setting where they can achieve what they wanted to educationally. Uh, One of the the stories about that that I like to tell is one of our students in Africa. Uh, This particular student wanted to be a marriage and family therapist, and yet there weren't any marriage and family therapy programs in the country in which the student was, where they lived. And yet that was a passion, that was a dream of theirs. Because the student spoke English and the student was able to do education in English and write, et cetera, uh, she was able to join the educational program that is offered through our online education and now is a marriage and family therapist and is blazing the trail in this African country to create more opportunities for students by connecting with universities there being able then to perhaps offer some on-campus options for a marriage and family therapy degree. And of course, we're, we're thrilled to, to provide that opportunity. And I think that many online schools, that's one of their goals. That's one of the things that they work toward is to provide education widely, that accessibility, make it wider so that anyone who chooses to pursue uh, graduate education particularly, but even undergrad, can have that opportunity to do so. Wow, what an incredible story. Now, I know this this next question is uh, probably very important to our NCU community, um, but also others who um, have an element of online connection. Um, but what can each person do to create and maintain connections with others in an online education environment? I think that's a very, very important question. It's a very important area to talk about as well, Sam. I think the first thing in relation to that question that people have to keep in mind is that it's up to the individual to decide that they want to 
create and maintain connections with others in an online education environment. It's up to each individual to decide that. It's not automatic. And clearly it's not automatic in a more traditional setting either. I think it's just a little bit, uh, there are fewer obstacles to doing that. And so if the person chooses, makes a very clear and conscious choice that he or she wants to maintain connections with others uh, in, the, in an online education environment, once they've made that decision, then here are some things I think they can do. One of the things is to ensure that you are maintaining interactions with others in that online education environment. Those others may include other students in a class, the faculty member teaching the class, any kind of advisor that may be teaching the class. If the online institution offers, like North Central does, a commons or an online gathering place for students where they can interact with students from anywhere in the world, go into that particular place, go into that online or that virtual gathering place and meet people. Meet people that share the same desire for and passion for getting an education that will help them in their lives and allow them to help others as well. That shared passion is one thing that students, around which students can connect. And they can do that in that virtual gathering place or that virtual space. I think the other thing that's important in maintaining connections is be curious. Be curious about what's going on for others in that online education environment. Be curious about your faculty member, for example. Uh, the faculty member hopefully is also curious about you as a student, but be curious about what's going on for that faculty member. What, uh, what, where did they study? Why did they study what they're, what they studied? Why are they teaching? What's going on for them and, you know, in their lives? Like, for example, right now with the COVID-19 crisis that we're all facing together as a global community of humans, to be curious about, are they staying safe? How are they staying safe? To be well, what's going on for them and their family? Are they teaching their young children now at home? Things like that, that are human to human interactions help to maintain connections because they create relationship. And so being curious about other people. I think the other thing about an online educational environment as well is be curious about the content. You chose a particular degree for reasons and remind yourself, what are those reasons? And then be curious about the content that's now being delivered to you. What am I learning? Why am I curious about this? How can I apply this thing that I'm learning? Be curious. And if you can't answer some of those curiosity questions for yourself, ask your faculty member, what can I do with this particular degree or this information that I'm learning this week in class? How does that apply to what I want to do professionally when I'm finished with this degree? Uh, I think you'll find that most of your faculty will want to talk with you about that. Now, we talked about connection not necessarily being automatic. Um, why should I make the effort to create these connections? I believe that we as humans are creatures of connection. By and large, every single one of us want to be connected to other people. And we want to be connected to other people on a continuum. It's not like we all feel like we have to have someone in our lives in order to feel okay. 
so there, but there may be some that feel that way. And there may be some that feel like, you know, if I have interaction once in a while with people, I'm good with that. But I do believe that every human born on this planet craves connection. And so why should I make an effort to create these connections? Because it really does fulfill a basic need or desire within each of us as humans. So that's, I think, first of all, that's number one. I think that's the most important reason. I think the second reason is that connections do really create happiness. That's kind of a uh, nebulous word. Uh, so let me let me make it a little more um, more specific. I think that the connections help us to feel stable, to feel like I'm on this earth, on this planet. I am connected with other humans on this planet. There's a stability in that. Whereas if we feel like we're all by ourselves out there, just hanging out all by ourselves, there's less emotional stability. So I think that's another important reason to create connections. And then the research suggests that when we feel connected to other people on the planet or to pets, uh, there's, there's a whole area of research around how pets and interacting with animals also increases our sense of connection. So it could be human or other animals, uh, but that sense of connection provides us with the opportunity to not only feel whatever we feel when we're connected to others, but also provides others the opportunity to feel connected as well. So that we're also providing other people with the opportunity to have meaningful connections. One last thing, research suggests connections create health. Those people who are connected in meaningful ways to other humans are more healthy on virtually every measure. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing with us um, about human connection, uh, really not only in an online environment, but uh, just in general. Um, you had some really great uh, tips there for us. Um, we really appreciate the time that you took um, and spent with us today. My pleasure, Sam. So in the coming weeks, we'll be exploring additional topics with the NTU community, so be sure to check back for new episodes. On behalf of Dr. Darren Adamson, this is Samantha Wilcox, reminding you that at NCU, you have what it takes to change the world. We offer what it takes to make it happen. Until next time, goodbye.